0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon, and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. All right. so before I start getting into anything, um, if you could have your Bibles open, you can go to Genesis 17, Genesis 17, Uh, we're going to start in verse 1, but I wanted to thank you guys for being a good family to me i mean i'm thankful for the family that i married into but you guys are an extended extended family for me and i just i couldn't be more happy to be in this church and for you guys to allow me to be up here and if you see me start shaking it's because i'm shaking with joy so (laughs) i thought of something i might say for that um if you're able would you all stand with me as we read god's word Again, we're going to be in Genesis 17, starting in verse 1. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me... Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee. And kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee. And thy seed after thee, and their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God let's pray Lord I thank you so much for um, calling me to preach and all that you did in my life to get me to that point Um, it's just such a blessing and I, I thank you so much for that and I uh I thank you for the men in this church that lead by example and that I can look to um, as mentors and as friends. Um, I pray that you work through me tonight and make this not about me, um, but I I preach your word and I get what you want said across. Um, You convicted my heart with the things that you helped me put into this sermon and I, I pray that I communicate that efficiently and that your will be done tonight. Um, And that you convict some hearts as well, and if anybody's not saved, that you lead them to the Lord as well. Um, I just, I can't thank you enough, Lord, and um, be with me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 And you can all be seated. Uh, If you are taking notes, I'm going to go over a few different principles here um, about the alignment that you have with God. Uh, Each of us is made up of three different parts, uh, spirit, mind, and body. And if if you're writing this down on paper, there's going to be two different sides to this. Um, I'm going to go through how these parts are aligned and which one controls the other. Uh, Depending on which of these parts is in control will determine your walk with God. And there are six ways in which you can be aligned. Um, And I ask that you... Look at yourself as I'm going through these, and you figure out where in this are you um, with your alignment. So the first side is going to be the saved side that I'm going to go through. Um, And at the top of that section is going to be the spirit, mind, and body. This is the way God desires our alignment to be with him. The spirit controls the mind, and the mind controls the body. Um, If you look back at what we read above, it says... no. Uh, Abraham fell on his face. It's clear that in, in this instance, his spirit was the one in control, and his mind was so overwhelmed by being in the presence of God that his body had to follow, and he fell on his face. Noah is another person, and Enoch, Joseph, Job, and the Bible just keeps going with people that walked with God that had this alignment. The next one down the line is spirit, in control of the body in control of the mind and this you're spiritual and saved but the body controls the mind there's no real discipline maybe you're not following every command god has given you which includes tithing reading the bible being in church and for me i dedicate myself to be here as often as I can, and if the doors are open, I'm going to be here. Mm -hmm. And that's made a huge difference in my life. And I guarantee that if you're here and you're listening to God's Word, He's going to work in you. Um, And the last one is praying without ceasing. So if you're not following those commands, then you're, you're not going to be where you're supposed to be, which is spirit in control of the mind, in control of the body. And at the bottom of saved is body, spirit, mind. You're still saved, but the flesh is in control. So you have no discipline. You produce no fruit. You know you're saved, but other people aren't going to realize you're saved because it doesn't show. You're not walking with God, and you're you're not getting everything from God that he wants to give you. So if you're at that place, I encourage you to pray and look to God on how you can, you can change that and get back to the top of that list where your spirit's in control of the mind and then in control of the body. Now on the other side, you have the unsaved side. Now the first one, unfortunately, is a lot of people in church these days. They're lost in religion because their mind is in control of the spirit, which is in control of their body. So they're very intellectual, they're very disciplined, and faithful, but they do not know the truth, which is salvation, which is Christ giving us that gift freely. So it may seem like on the surface they they have it all together. They pray like they're supposed to pray, they walk the way they're supposed to walk, they dress the way you, you know, the church encourages you to dress, which... Here, is, it's a lot better than some churches. I'm not saying it in a negative way, but I mean that. like There's some churches that you have to be very specific in how you yeah. dress, and that can be... It can, it can push people away oh, in a yeah. church. Amen. So that's not necessarily a good thing. The next one on the line is the mind in control of the body, which is in control of the spirit. These people are very intellectual, but they want nothing to do with God nothing to do with Jesus or religion. And they have their own sense of morals. And at the bottom, which is really sad, is the body in control of the mind, in control of the spirit. Their flesh is totally in control of who they are. They have no morals. Nineveh is a great example in the Bible of people that followed in this alignment. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, figure out where you are on that. And if you have any questions, I, I can show you this, the table I have here, and you can write these down again later. Um, so I want to go back to what we read earlier in um, Genesis 17, one through 8. Verse 1, towards the end, it says, Walk before me, and be thou perfect. What does it mean to walk? It literally means to go, or in this instance, to behave. God commanded Abraham to walk ahead of him. Which, when I read that, at first I just I was like, okay, walk with me. But no, it says walk before me. So, picture this. God walks behind as a father would walk behind his son. So he can guide him and see what's ahead of him. When I, when I think about that, and I'm sure a lot of parents here can relate, when you're walking through a store... Your kids aren't running behind you somewhere off getting into trouble. You know they're in front of you. You know where they're at. And you know what they're going to get into. You can see what's happening before they get into it. Um funny thing is, Jaron, and this is why we keep him in front of us, he will run through a store and he'll start pulling stuff off shelves, knowing you have to pick it up. (laughs) So... I I'm sure you, a lot of people have that kind of story, but it's just, it's just really funny to think about. Like if, if we had him behind us, who knows what he'd be getting into. So God wants us to be in front of him as we're walking with him. Another really cool illustration I thought of, and this was on my way here today, is David and Goliath. Goliath didn't see the threat in front of him, but David knew God was behind him. And the power, just think about the magnitude of God behind David in that oh, situation right. and what he did there. God was behind David because David was walking with him. Um, a, a few other verses I want to mention about walking as well is Genesis 6-9. Noah was perfect and Noah walked with God. Look at what God did with Noah. Genesis 48:15. Jacob had a family lineage of walking with God. If you look at what I read before in Genesis, it's God promising Abraham what he would give him if he were to walk before him and be perfect. He said he will give him a lineage Amen. and make nations out of him and kings out of him. And when you, if you read a little bit further into Genesis 48, Jacob mentions that lineage. He looks back and says, my father walked with God. Yeah. And my father's father walked with God. And, it, and it, it all started with Abraham because he was willing to walk with him Amen. and be perfect. Amen. In Genesis 5, 21 through 24, Enoch walked with God in such a way that God took him up. He didn't even die, which is just mind-blowing to me. And it's so exciting to think about how God wants to use that walk. Um, much like the Bible gives us examples of people who walked with God, Our walk should be influencing other Christians in their walk, not to mention our walk helps lead other people to Christ. In 2 Corinthians 3.2, it says, Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, and read of all men. What that's saying is, in the New Testament, just as an example, the disciples walked with God and led others to Christ through their walk. They were an example, and God used them as an example. And we, we should be the same thing. We're writing a story that other people are going to look to. And, and we're commissioned to lead other people to Christ. Amen. Matthew five sixteen it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go back into Genesis 17 here. It says, Walk before me and be thou perfect. What does it mean to be Perfect. The literal definitions of this means to be complete, to be unscathed, intact, blameless, and without fault. The Hebrew word used here is literally translated without defect. Which just just searching in myself, I know I don't meet those standards. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of other people here can testify to my lack of perfection, but no I mean but I mean just think about that. It's not easy to meet that, those requirements, but God commands us to be perfect. That's right. You're probably thinking, there's no way I can be perfect. We're all sinners, and no one can be. But God designed life to bring about situations that show our inability to be perfect in order for us to realize how much we actually need to rely on Him yeah. to achieve that, to be blameless and without fault. Being perfect is having the right alignment, and that is His desire for us, which is the Spirit in control of the mind, in control of the body. Those who think that they can perfect character qualities or keep the law of God do not understand that it is humanly impossible to do so without him. And this is the top of the unsaved alignment, which is the mind in control of the spirit, in control of the body. They think they can can be perfect enough to get into heaven on their own. Throughout the Bible, God gives us commands about perfection. And... I'm going to read a few here that you can look up later. Um, Deuteronomy 18.13 if you want to write that down says, Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Leviticus 19.2 says, Be ye holy for I the Lord your God am holy. Colossians 3.8 says, Put off all anger. Matthew five 10-12 Ten through twelve says, "Rejoice when all men speak evil of you." I myself struggle with that because a lot of times in my life I've dealt with that, and it's not easy just to—it's not easy to not retaliate in those situations. First Thessalonians five seventeen says, "Pray without ceasing." That doesn't always mean you're asking for things, but sometimes you just need to be praising Him for the things He's doing. 2 Corinthians 10 5 says, bring every thought into captivity. Yes. That's another one that hits me Amen. because of the things I, I've dealt with in my life. <laughs> and I have to constantly remind myself of. Matthew 5.44 says, love your enemies. Not just tolerate, but love them. Yeah. Matthew 5, 48 says, be ye perfect even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. All of these are what God commands of us. But how many of us can say we followed all these commands perfectly? I can almost guarantee none of us meet these flawlessly. But if we go to prayer every single day and ask God for forgiveness and how we didn't, I guarantee we'll we'll get ourselves back in alignment with him. God desires to walk with us and to walk perfectly with him, and he will bless us. We can see what his promise of blessing is for us. If you would actually turn here, Proverbs 3. Um, I'll go through what his promise is for us and how he, he plans to bless us. But while you're turning there, Genesis 17, 1 through 8, what we read earlier is God's promise to Abraham. Now, you can apply those promises to our life. And I, I take it the same way is I'm looking forward to the lineage I'm going to create because of God. Amen. Which obviously I have to get myself walking with him the way he intends for me to walk perfectly. But that promise was specific to Abraham and his family. But in Proverbs 3, verse 1, it says, My son, forget not my law but let thine heart keep my commandments Mm -hmm. for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. God promises peace and long life. Not not just everything is going to be perfect, but peace even when things aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's just so amazing to think about that. Mm -hmm. And it says in verse three, let not mercy and truth forsake thee, Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. Amen. In other words, don't think you have God's plan figured out. That's right. And don't say to God, okay, Lord, I've got this. I see where you're taking me. I know where you're headed. I'll take it from here. Seek him, and lean not under your own understanding. Amen. Verse 6, it says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Mm-hmm. Go to him daily. Seek his will and guidance. Again, in 1 Thessalonians five seventeen, pray without ceasing. Amen. Ask him. If you don't know, ask him, Amen. and he will guide you. Sure. Sure. Verse 7, Proverbs verse 7 it says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, which is again a promise, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase, which again, that right there is talking about tithing. Mm-hmm. Everything you have, give those first fruits to Him. And verse 10 so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst. Out with new wine he wants to bless you so much that you're not going to be able to contain Amen. all of those blessings that's right. no matter how much you, you put in front of him to hold those blessings it's gonna keep bursting out Amen. so that's exciting for me and I hope it's exciting Amen. for you yes, he wants sir. to bless you Amen. we need to continually trust in the Lord daily seeking his plan for our life and he will guide us yes. Abraham was blessed by God his family was blessed by God because of his alignment, which was right with God, Abraham started a godly lineage that passed down to Isaac and on to Jacob and on to Joseph and so on. And I encourage you, if you if, just like Pastor Jesse was saying, if you haven't read those stories, start reading them because, man, are they powerful. Yeah. Every time I go into to reading, I pray that God will open my eyes to something new. And I've read those stories many times, and especially the lineages I just skimmed right past them, but for some reason, for some reason, he wanted me to read it this time. And man, I just kept seeing all these men that were walking with God. And I'm like, man, God, God pointed that out for a reason. So don't skip over it. Pray that God will open your eyes to it. And I can't stress enough how important it is to be in God's will and walking with him. Now, I want to tell you a story about a boy's journey from a family lineage destroyed by sin. walking with God. This boy, his mom abandoned him when he was three years old, which just picture that like three years old. I mean, he's only knee high and he has a little brother and a dad and everything seems good. And then all of a sudden his mom leaves him. Why? That's got to be hard for him. And he's left with his father and a younger brother And then he comes to find out his dad was heavily into drugs and alcohol and pornography was everywhere his dad bounced from job to job and there was sometimes no food to eat in the house and there was almost never stability at the age of six his father started to abuse him in every way imaginable mentally physically and even sexually by the age of 11 this boy had become engrossed in the sin himself and was filled with anger and pain. And at the age of 14, God brought a stepmom into his life, who at least had the desire to go to church, where he heard the gospel for the first time. And this led to a realization of how far into his family's sin he had fallen and how alone he was in that. And he was consumed with thoughts of suicide. Fast forward, this boy Two years later, he found himself in a church again, by the grace of God, where this time he accepted Christ as Savior. His home life had not changed, and there was no one to guide him, and no spiritual growth. Two years later after that, he decides to go to a Bible college, still searching for close relationships with people and with God. And he knew he was saved, but wondered how could he walk with God and still have all the sin and pain inside of him. But God brought a woman into his life just out of grace. And a woman who came from a family with a godly lineage, and although he was not the man he should have been for her, she married him anyway, and they started a family. For years, he lived in sin and pain, hurting his family, and was unable to forgive his own father for his childhood. And again, he knew he was saved, but he was not walking with God. His body was in control of his spirit, which was in control of his mind. He was saved, but without discipline. And the flesh was completely in control. And if this was how the story ended, it would be a terribly sad story. But thankfully, God wasn't done writing the story, because this is my story. Amen. And for four months ago... <laughs> God brought me to a mountaintop literally at at Baptist Church camp in Colorado where through preaching his word, he brought me to a place of humility and forgiveness where I could accept God's forgiveness of me. And in turn, which is just amazing, I was able to forgive my father and the others in my past and let go of that pain finally. And I was able to tell God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I don't care what it is, which at first was simple things. Hey, tell the truth. Read your Bible. Start tithing. Go to church. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And it wasn't easy at first. And God has done quite a bit of work in these last four months in my life. And I am finally walking with Him for the first time in my life. And I have surrendered to preach. And I'm standing before you here today because of Him. Amen. Amen. Sonia, would you come up and play softly? Where are you on the alignment chart? God is walking with you. Are you walking with him? If you are saved, God is walking with you. He walked with me through my whole life. Even when I didn't think he was there, he he had a plan. And through all the sin and everything I went through, he was there. I was saved for 15 years before I stepped forward and start walking with Him. Are you on the unsaved side of the chart? If so, and you aren't saved, I encourage you to get that taken care of tonight and start walking with God. He will be behind you through everything, and there's no better place and no better peace than to be in His will walking with Him.